Blog Talk Radio. Playing Sports City Chefs from Amazon Music. Like it, like uh, being said, right? Nothing like it. 
But um, I got another caller. I'm going to bring him hey, in. Hey, 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 you don't know that you. song. You slow down. Hey, back away from that song. You don't know those type of tracks. Stop that. Don't <laughs> leave that alone. Don't uh, do it just again. Just a picture in a frame. Just a picture in a frame, people. Come on now. <laughs> so, I'm like the sun shining at night. Lord have mercy. All right. Stop. <laughs> Oh, I paint word pictures. Um, listen, I got Mr. Harvey in the building. I'm gonna bring him in. Michael in the building. How you feeling, Mr. Harvey? Hey man, I'm doing all right. Like you said, this is uh really uh it's getting cold outside but hot in the sporting world. You know, one one of only two times of the year that we got everything going on at one time, so it's definitely getting it's getting it's getting kind of heavy around the uh, sporting world. So, uh, opening night in the NBA, watching uh, the Pelicans uh, uh, with a lead early in the second half in uh, Brooklyn. Listen, shout out to Zach Wheeler, seven innings and one run ball last night. I mean, no runs last night, and they went two to nothing. Schwarber hit a bomb last night, and Bryce Harper with a home run. So. Like you said, that series evened up. And then uh, the Yankees have stranded a lot of runners on base tonight. So uh, we got everything in the uh, NBA. And then the black and gold uh, starts off week seven tomorrow night uh, in the big toaster against the Cardinals. So anyway, let's uh, looking forward to chopping up with you guys. Yeah, thanks. Um, I mean, listen, um, game one is going on right now. Not enough time to, to salivate over game five, rocking the baby to sleep um, and putting Cleveland out of their misery. But um, listen, uh, TP, you got the NL uh, tied at one. You got the Astros and Yankees tied at one in game one. I mean, let's hit these two games really quickly. What do you see? What do you see so far in the national league and, and with uh, the game tonight that's going on right now? The uh, National League, well, a good thing that the Padres actually took care of business to try to tie this thing to make this not look like the Phillies are the story of baseball right now. Um, so it's interesting. Um, Philadelphia was able to steal home field at that point. So they go back to Pennsylvania and try to turn this thing up and, and at least get two to go up 3-1 to put the pressure back on San Diego, but nobody, well, I, I won't even say nobody. I didn't think San Diego would be in the postseason without Tatis Jr., so I do got to give them credit with the roster that they do have, even though they got a, a good couple of pieces there, uh, pulling in Soto and, and Mikado and all of these guys. I, I mean, they, they do have a potent squad, but I think they'd be even more deadlier if Tatis was there. Um, however, Philadelphia is doing it with, you know, the, the pieces that they have and getting Bryce Harper back, that's pretty big for them to be the team that, Nobody really thought was coming out of the National League East to get this done. I mean, they at least thought the Mets or the Braves would be the ones, and they're the unsung hero out of the division. And and I feel like they are the stronghold to go to the World Series. I'm I'm gonna say it now, and I don't you know I know Karma may get me. I know Karma may get me, but I really feel like the Phillies are primed to go to the World Series with no. I, I really feel like they're in the casino playing with a whole bunch of house money. Like they they went in and put everything on, you know. A, a, a hand on, on ace king spades and it, it just royal flushed out for them you know and um i gotta give the phillies their credit for what they've been able to do at this point in time i mean getting the cardinals out and then going into the next round to take care of business pretty swiftly and then coming in here stealing one already i, I tip my hat to the phillies now this situation right here with the the yankees and the astros um i'm i'm gonna be real I know that everybody in the Bronx, New York, New Jersey, Connecticut could not wait for this matchup. 
because of all of this, the mysterious stuff from when the Astros won the World Series and got the Yankees and now Tuve with the jersey and all of that madness. I knew the Yankees could not wait to get here. It's 1-1 early. Um, I, I, I just want to see the full series. I, I mean, really, the Astros have been kicking the Yankees' tail for a while now, but now that it's, it's the postseason now, the records are clear. Everybody gets to make their run at this uh, World Series run, and, and uh, you know, unfortunately, you know, somebody got to lose. The, the Astros have been playing the best ball in the American League. Uh, the Yankees have had a, a historical season with Judge, but the rest of the lineup has been questionable due to injury and, and not really finding consistency in their rotation. So, like, all, all of the storylines are here. So, hopefully Houston can hang on at home. If not, I find it pretty hard for Houston to try to survive going into the Bronx, and they haven't been to the World Series since 2009. So, it's going to be pretty tough if they do lose any game in Texas. Yeah, I mean, you know, the Phillies are a great story. They were seven games both, uh, under 500 before, um, before before when they fired Joe Girardi. They finished the, the season 12 games over 500, a massive 18-game swing. They were lifeless, and then look at them now. They have a really good um, team. Swarber and, and, and Harper. Harper's come alive. That bullpen's pretty solid. Um, you know, Nola looks pretty good, but I mean, they couldn't hold on today, but I think this is going to be a long series in, in San Diego and in Philly. Um, Mike, what do you got with the, the two championship series so far? So I think uh, a couple things, you know, pitching is a story in a lot of ways in, in any postseason series. And for me, uh, with the Phillies being able to start their best two guys and so did the, um, uh, so did the Padres with Darvish and Snell, but the fact the Padres got mm-hmm. one of them, um, I, I think that's good for uh, San Diego to be able to scratch out one today, get one that Noah started. Um, I think when I both of these teams are playing with house money, though. I mean, you think about it. Uh, this is the first time we've expanded to six teams in the playoffs, and in the National League, you got the five versus six seed. So uh, neither one of these teams are expected to be here, and you could argue that the uh, the upset that the Dodgers pulled—I mean, that the Padres pulled over the Dodgers—was every bit as impressive as what the Phillies pulled off, right? So it's a cool story either mm-hmm. way uh, with these two teams. And when I stop and uh, take a look at it, I still think that the bullpen for the Padres uh, is deeper and a little bit better than that Phillies pen. Um, and so if I'm just picking like logically or like with my head um i feel like the once josh Hader kind of got straightened out on the back end of that uh bullpen for the padres and he settled down after that trade he was struggling a little bit in milwaukee too right before they traded him um and he looks to have settled back in uh they, they got a lot of guys coming out of that pen throwing triple digits uh in san diego and so i think that san diego may be maybe the more complete team but Listen, it's always about who who's the hottest, and, and uh, Philly's super hot. So that's why both these teams are here. Um, but I, I I feel like San Diego just has a more complete pin. And then I look at the American League series, and listen, if the Yankees somehow find a way to steal this game with Berlander pitching and they went with Tyron, uh, then you gotta feel you gotta feel good about the Yankees being able to extend the series out and make it uh, make it a longer series and really compete. I definitely agree that the the Phillies lineup, I mean, I'm sorry, the Astros lineup is more complete 
And I also think the Astros, obviously, their starting pitching is super deep, and they have a pretty good pitch, too. So uh, I like the Astros better uh, on the mound, too. I, I think the Astros are definitely prohibited favorites in this series. And I tell Yankees fans uh, who are really wanting this matchup, like, be careful what you wish for, because now you got them. And, if, listen, if the Yankees are going to go back to their first World Series since 2009 – they're going to earn it because they're going to beat the record-wise and just uh, roster-wise, they're going to beat the most complete team uh, left in the playoffs to get there. So uh, it'll be interesting to see, you know, how this stacks up as far as I, I really – the Yankees have been living and dying by the by the home run ball, even in that game five that they won. You had the three-run homer uh, by Stanton and Judge hit one as well. So – I haven't really seen this Yankees team be able to string together hits uh, to put runs up, and I, I have seen Houston do that. So I think the Yankees are prohibited favorites, and I think, you know, listen, just get your popcorn ready and sit back and watch the National League Series. Uh, it's cool to see some guys on this stage that haven't been there in a while, like Machado and Harper, uh, and it's also cool to see some new faces, uh, both young and old, when you look at guys like uh, – Castellanos and Will Myers and guys that have been around and then new faces uh, uh, as well. You know, and the funny thing, Jerickson Profar was a piece on the Rangers roster, I think, uh, when they were in the World Series many years ago. So uh, new faces, old and new. And then you had the two brothers uh, opposing each other today, which is always kind of a a fun story, both out of Baton Rouge. So uh, it'll be fun, man. It's it's an exciting postseason series. It's, It's a fun time for baseball. Yeah, I mean, listen, the Yankees, they live and die with the home run. That's how they're built. That's how they're going to win. That's how, why they're going to lose games, and, and that's you got to accept it. Um, they're not a team that's going to put together a string of hits and long innings. They don't do that very often. They, you know, walk, loop, home run. That's it, three-run home run. That's how they live. Um, you know, that to me, they got to get this series done early because they won't be able to, to cycle around their, their rotation because of the way the rainouts happen. I don't see Cole pitching – He'll pitch game three, but because of the short rest, I don't know if he'll be available in game seven. So um, they got to get those. They got to get those wins. They got to get this one tonight. Tyon's pitching pretty well. Verlander's kind of all over the plate, but he's getting outs. He's getting timely, um, you know, outs when he needs it and keeping this game one-one. So it's gonna be a lot of fun. Um, Call in number nine two nine four seven seven two seven five nine. Listen, NBA started uh, last night. So I want to give the NBA a little bit of love. Um, you know, the, the 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 Sixers and the Celtics opened the season. Celtics getting a win at home against Philadelphia. Um, you know, it I don't even think it was really that close, but um, uh, it was early, but then the Celtics did pull away um, opening the season. And obviously the Golden State Warriors getting their rings last night um, in the packed house, pretty good ceremony. I watched a little bit of it, and then I turned it off because I knew it was going to happen next. Uh, the Lakers down by the, the Golden State Warriors, 123-109. to 109. Um, TP, um, you can talk about those two games or what's going on tonight, but the NBA season started, man. What are you thinking? No, I just keep it to the two games as of now because, you know, none of the games okay. really, you know, commenced as of now. But uh, first and foremost – the game with the Sixers and the Celtics, um, it looks exactly how I wanted it to look. Uh, even though I think the Celtics still, to me, I'm like still sour about the situation that happened with Udoka and all of that. 
Uh, they did come mm-hmm. out impressive mm-hmm. enough to at least look like a stronghold in the Eastern Conference. And um, Tatum, by the luck of his, you know, the draw, the third quarter, he he heated up crazy and started hitting jump shots. And uh, that's something that I was fed up about because he kept taking three after three in the finals and it hurted him. Well, now it's like he started launching them and he was hitting them in the third quarter and had 33 points at the end of the third. So it was like he was he was interested to show the world that he was back. Um, but nevertheless, the one thing that I got to say about that game is I may piss some people off. I may make people turn the other way. Um, Joel Embiid and Harden won't be together long. I don't see it happening. Mm. Um, it may be a good season. They may have – Glimpses here, they may be at the top of the Eastern Conference. There is no way that you're seven foot three and you want to stay out the three point line. There was a move hard Harden yeah. made a move and he, he clearly had either to go to the lane or kick it to somebody. And it was MB sitting at the, the wing, like waving at him, like, give me the ball because you know Embiid's the man of Philly. It ain't like it's Harden because he just got there. So mm-hmm. and Harden made the move and when he went to kick it to him, you could tell the way Harden passing the ball. He was like, come on, man. And he gave him the ball. And Embiid missed the three. It was like Harden's whole body language is like, it just went limp. And Harden was into the game. Like, it was, it was just like he watched him take that shot and miss it. He just, he started walking and everything. And it's like, Embiid, you can't continue to be the biggest guy on the floor in majority of your matchups and still want to shoot threes to help the other team. Um, his condition may be a question. He tried to start a fight. Uh, with Marcus Smart and doing all type of stuff. It's Embiid and his antics. I mean, he's still a dominating player. He still could get the job done. But I don't think that Harden will sit there long enough to watch this pan out for the next two to three seasons. If they don't get to an Eastern Conference final this year, and I don't even mean to peg them with this, but I kind of have to. If they don't get to an Eastern Conference final, you know Harden will be beckoning his way to get out of there and go to a team that's a contender somewhere, just somewhere, because he's at the latter part of his career, and he looked decent last night. I don't want to say because it's hard. And hard is always good at the beginning of the season, middle of the season. Once the end of the season comes, he starts slowing down. Playoffs come, he's out of gas. So this is the usual Harden, but they still lost the game. Impressive win by the Celtics without um, you know, Robert Williams and, and you know, they were missing pieces but they still actually got the job done. Um, the Warriors situation, I, I don't want too many people to get hyped up off of them beating the Lakers. Um, the Lakers, the way that they looked last night, um, Darvin Ham, I respect you. I, I don't know if that is the makeup of how you think you're going to win games. Yes, you guys are going to win games because you got star power. And yes, you're going to go into that crypto.com arena to try to make some things happen. But I don't think that they're going to be a stronghold in the Western Conference. I feel they are 7 through 10 or worse. That's right. I'm saying it or worse. Um, there's teams mm-hmm. in the Western Conference. I feel they have a promising tomorrow more than the Lakers. They sat up there at one point. Mm-hmm shot 15 threes, right, with Golden State. Mm-hmm. You're going three for three with the, the Warriors, right? You're going three for three. This is the, the way, this is the option you're taking. They were two for 15. You're done. You're What are you doing? If you're going to shoot threes with Golden State, please know that you got to at least be, I want to be fair with a number, you guys have to be like 34 to 37% from three-point line to shoot these shots. To be two for 15, like, like y'all can walk to the locker room now and just say, yo, we just going to put a score up on the board and, Y'all beat that. Like, like th- that's incredible that Darvin Ham didn't even put anything into this season to try to make them better. All they did, they were uh, penetrating kick last night. Everybody on that team was shooting threes. Everybody on the Lakers was shooting threes. This is bad. Like, 
Um, as much as I clown and talk junk about the Lakers, like I still love basketball with my dear heart. That's not good basketball at all. And if that's what they think the tomorrow is for Hollywood, the Clippers will remain the best team in LA until 2035. I mean, you're not wrong. Listen, um, that Lakers team is poorly constructed. We know that. They don't have any shooters to go around LeBron and, and AD. They're expecting a lot from those two. Those, I think they scored both 30-something points. I think um, Westbrook didn't have a bad game. He had 19 points, but they just have no shooting. And, and they, this, it's just three guys and then everybody else standing around waiting for LeBron and AD to tell them what to do. It's, it's not a good look out there. With the Celtics, I listen – Brown and Tatum have figured out how to play together. 35 points apiece, amazing. Uh, Brogdon is a big get for that team. I love him coming to this team um, and, and providing that energy off the bench. Um, but Tatum's got a lot to prove, TP, and I, 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 I don't know if you agree with me because he had a terrible finals, and he was a first-team of All-NBA. He's got to be that guy. He's got to make that ascension from, you know, superstar to, you know, that dude, man, like, you know what I mean? And I think this is the season where he needs to put it together. He had a great season, but the playoffs, he kind of struggled. Um, he's got to be a consistent threat, and he's got to be that guy that we think he, he can be and we know him to be. But um, the Sixers, listen, Embiid, getting pushed out of the paint. You're 7-3, and you're getting pushed out of the paint. Get, instead of getting the ball deep, I saw plays where he's getting the, you know, should have had it deep in the lane. He's getting pushed out to the foul line and, and then trying to operate. It's just like, what in the world, man? This is why you're not an MVP because you're making it harder for yourself instead of being a big guy that you should be and getting in the paint and getting easy buckets. You know what I mean? But, um, Mike, what did you see from last night's game? I know you're going to go in on the Lakers, and, and you know I'll give you that time, but uh, what did you see from both games? No, I agree with you on Embiid in that, like, <clears throat> there are times that, like, dude, I get it. You're a good shooter. You're a very good shooter for a big man. You have a lot of fundamentals. But at times, like, yo, you're seven foot plus. You're big, too. Uh, you should be able to get some easy, cheap points down the block. And if you get a few of those um, and then work your way out and not just, you know, <laughs> shoot that outside jump shot, I think you're going to see your, your average continue to go up, too. But he's never really wanted to bang inside. And when he does, that's when he starts to get banged up. Uh, you know, there was a lot of talk in the offseason about uh, Harden being in better shape and, and trimming down a little bit or whatever. Well, you know, he had his best, his uh, highest scoring game since going to Philly. And so, uh, like, at least uh, on night one, his performance was uh, was good, 12 for 12 off the line or 11 to 12, something like that. Um, had a good game. So I think uh, we are going to see uh, an improved Philly team this year. Uh, I agree with TP about it, though. Like, I feel like at the Eastern Conference Finals are a bust for this team, at least um, this year. And then I look at Boston and listen to all the things that happened to coach or whatever. I, I agree with you. You know, the narrative before last season or going in into the offseason, the, the previous season, was that those two can't play together. I do think that they figured it out as far as Brown and Tatum, really good performances. And listen, Tatum would not be the first young player to get to an NBA Finals against a, a really good team and struggle and then still be able to come back and rebound from those struggles. Uh, 
in future. So we'll see. Uh, but I I think that quietly, I think that Jalen Brown's a huge story from uh, yesterday's game as well too, because that guy just he looks like he continues to get better year after year and continues to sort of push that narrative and and put himself in that conversation of which one's better. Um, so we'll see what happens there. You know, I, I'm not going to go too deep down this Lakers rabbit hole, man, because I feel like a broken record. I said, you know, we've said multiple times to your point, Dylan, uh, this is not a very well constructed roster. Um, and that it started with the Westbrook move, right? Like when you look at what else, uh, you know, seeing these confirmations in the off season and even in interviews that before the Westbrook thing, DeMar DeRozan, I've been talking to him, I really thought he was going to go to the Lakers. And I still think you would have had a couple other pieces like Caruso and Heald as far as part of that. That would have been a much better constructed roster. But if it was, if, if was a fifth, we could be passing that around and be uh, halfway lit uh, on this cookout tonight, and it's not. So uh, this is not a very well-constructed roster. Uh, as TP said, they are going to win some games uh, due to star power. Uh, but, yeah, this is uh, this is a team that, that may be in that 9 through 12 range. We'll see. When you look at that um, Western Conference, if New Orleans takes a step forward than we expected with the Clippers back and, uh, you know, and then you look at Dallas and Memphis, that's four. Then you look at Denver and you look at Minnesota. Minnesota's where uh, everybody thinks. And then you got Phoenix, right? So, uh, and now, you know, that's seven or eight teams right there before I've even uh, – before I've even mentioned uh, the Lakers. So uh, um, it, it's going to be tough sledding in the Western Conference. It's uh, They're going to have to have a, a healthy Anthony Davis to be able to accomplish anything. But even then, I still think, at best, this team's a play-in team. Um, and then I, I'm not surprised that Malcolm Brogdon looks like a good fit in Boston. Uh, he's always been a fundamentally sound player. He can run point when needed. He's a pretty good defensive player. Uh, He brings a lot to that team. The question with Brogdon is, can he stay healthy? Because he has had some injuries over the last few years and missed uh, big chunks of time as well. But, uh, listen, I'm even more excited excited about tonight with there being uh, games all over the league, right? So, uh, but those are my – those are my thoughts on the two teams – the two games and the four teams that uh, opened the show, I guess, for the association this year last night. Yeah, absolutely, man. I mean, the Lakers are going to be a broken record. I mean, I, I think they have trouble making the playoffs. They, they're a playing team to me. Um, the, the Western Conference is deep. There's no shortage of good teams. There's teams that are that, that can surprise with teams that, you know, should be there uh, in the end. So it's going to be a long season for them. Once LeBron gets those records, I mean, you're just going to be talking about the Lakers and LeBron because it's the Lakers and LeBron. <laughs> We're not going to be thinking about them as a significant playoff threat. But, I mean, I, listen, the NBA kicked off, so I got some little rapid fire I want to kick around, then we'll talk a little NFL, and then the villains are getting out of here because I want to watch the Yankees. I don't want to be bothered with you. But I do want to watch the Yankees. But, TP, I got to ask some rapid fire questions. So, you know, it, it's coming out of left, but work with me here. In the Eastern Conference, what team do you think will surprise and make the playoffs this year? In the NBA, in the Eastern Conference, the Indiana Pacers, if they stay constructed the way that they are. Am I coming up with multiple or one? 
Whatever you want, brother, whatever you want. Charlotte, if Charlotte stays healthy, because they got a big now, that kid Mark Williams out of Duke, that's a big that they need. Uh, LaMelo has to stay mm-hmm. on the floor for them. Um, but that that's, mm-hmm. a, you know, he's been in and out of that lineup for the past two seasons, so I don't know what Charlotte's going to do. But at least Charlotte, Indiana, another shocker. It depends on what the, the Wizards are going to look like. Um, I mean, they, they got an interesting core there, just – the rest of that team has to buy into what they have and, and Bill being the guy with all the money he's soaked up. So I, I think the Wizards are a wait and see because Porzingis and Bill could be an interesting combo with Kuzma. That's interesting, but I don't know if they are a playoff team. I think they can if they stay healthy. So I'll say Wizards, Pacers, Hornets for now. Interesting, interesting. Michael, what do you think? Who's who's a interesting – who could be a surprise team in the Eastern Conference? If you're there, you're on mute. My bad. I was sure enough talking on mute. Uh, so, I mean, I think people are uh, expecting a lot of Cleveland with all this trade, so I wouldn't call that a surprise, or Chicago, really. Um, I'm still uh, – you know, I look at last year's playoff teams, and I think you're going to see a lot of them uh, possibly still there. I feel like it's sort of a train wreck in, in, in Indiana after they shipped off some pieces and whatever. I, I'm not sure what direction uh, – I'm not sure what direction that team is going. Uh, so, I, I, you know, I look around the, the Eastern Conference and, you know, you look at your at your top five that are predicted to sort of be there in Miami. And I guess, uh, you know, Brooklyn's expected maybe be in the top five, Philly, Milwaukee, and, uh, and Boston. Like, I feel like those are probably in the next tier. Starts with Toronto at six, Atlanta. Maybe different seven. Question, different question. Different question. Stick with it. I got. I got to get to that too. <laughs> okay, go ahead. Go ahead, my bad. No, no, no. I was like, just give me the surprise because I want to get the contenders too. I got to get around the horn. So I really don't see a shock. I really don't see a big shocker in the East. None of those uh, lower run teams that didn't make the playoffs last year really impressed me. Or do I feel like it's going to be? Uh, pushing up on those teams that, that I just mentioned that we're probably going to talk about. I think the Hawks are going to surprise me. I think people forgot they got Murray, right? Um, they still have a nice young squad. Murray and Young is an interesting backcourt. I love McMillan as the coach. Um, Holiday, um, listen, but they lost I think in the they can be interesting. Year. Is that right? Yes, yes, they lost in the playoffs, yeah, okay. I think. So, um they're an interesting team to me. Interesting team. I think the Knicks can get a play. They'll be a playing team, but um, I think the Hawks are an interesting bunch out in the Eastern Conference. Mike, I'll come back to you on the West Coast, West West, y'all. Who's a who's a surprise team for you or teams? That's you, Mike. Pointing at you. You there, Mike? I think he dropped. All right, TP. I'll, I'll bring so I really you. like what, what you I'm seeing. I did it one more time. I'm so sorry. There you I go. really like what I'm seeing. I really like what we're seeing out of uh, New Orleans. I'm curious to see if we can get Zion back. But I, I, I really think that if you mm-hmm. can have a healthy Zion this year with the other pieces on that team, I think this team could really push uh, and be a, a serious contender in the in the Western Conference. Be a team that really really pushes their way up in the standings. They're a hot team. They're a hot 
um, team that a lot of people like. TP, who do you like in the West Coast to be a surprise? There's a ton of them. Um, <laughs> watch out for the Kings. I think the Kings can do something. Mm. This might be a year where they can make a postseason run. Um, the Aaron Fox is not playing around. Sabonis with a full team, and he could be like really one of the head honchos of this team too. With no worry, I don't. I don't think there's going to be anybody that surplants him from his spot in the paint. I think that's going to be home sweet home for him. Um, also in the Western Conference, I think this might be Memphis' year to get to the Western Conference final. That's impressive for me, especially with uh, jogging hurt last year. And not panning out, and I think that's the momentum that the, the Warriors needed to get the, the young dogs out of their face. Um, I, I do want to see if Denver can make this push. They gave Jokic mm-hmm. nearly $300 million to play basketball, and I don't think Denver's a, a championship team. I want to see Denver prove it to me. Prove it to me. They got the pieces there. MPJ, all of them are healthy now. I think Denver can make it happen, will they? I don't think so. Um but um, I, at least Sacramento for now, Denver has to get to a Western Conference final. They have to. There's no way that they can just be competitive in the regular season and just lose to anybody, like anybody's beating them. No, they have to turn the corner here. So Denver has to get something done, too. The West is so loaded. Um, it's not even funny. Maybe the Rockets, because they got so much young talent, but I, I still think they need about another mm-hmm. two years. But they got so much young talent that can score the ball and, they, they're fascinating players, but I don't know if they have the, you know, the win with all to deal with all of the veteranism that's in the Western Conference. That is something that they're going to have to uh, try to figure out on the fly. But uh, it, it's so loaded in the Western Conference. Like I said, the Eastern Conference is the Wizard of Oz. The Western Conference is the Avengers Infinity War. <laughs> Uh, I'm I'm sitting here watching. Why is why is Boone taking Tyon out of this game? What is he doing? Unbelievable. This guy's got 67 pitches and he's giving up one run. You take him out of the game. Stupid. Um, listen, I like the Pelicans. I think they're they're a dangerous team. I think the team people aren't talking enough about are the Mavs. I don't think the Mavs will make a deep playoff run. I think I think a semifinal run is pretty fair for that team, but um. Yeah, I think that the, they won't sneak up on people, but I think there's so many teams at the top that people are talking about that they're forgetting about the Mavs that I, I kind of like them um, pushing and getting to uh, getting into that playoff mix and, and being some, some a serious threat. Um, TP, well, they just made a conference finals last year, right? Yeah, and I think that was like uh, they thought that was fool's goal, right, Mike? They didn't think that that was a team good enough. To, I mean. You know, they kind of tripped up um, some teams along the way, like Phoenix, that, you know, everybody expected to, to meet the, the the Golden State Warriors in the Eastern um, Western Conference Finals, sorry. And, and they, 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 they beat them up. They humiliated them. So, um, yeah, we'll see. Well, I think, I think um, people think they're going to take a step back losing Brunson, but I think they're going to surprise. I think, you know, Kid's a really good coach. I think Luka is that guy. Um, they're interesting. They're very interesting. But, I mean, TP, who are your – East and West, East and West, who are your serious NBA Finals contenders? Uh, in the East, Milwaukee, for sure. Um, they stay healthy. I, I feel like Giannis is 
prime to know what he did two years ago. If if his team is with him, Chris Middleton's with him. I find it hard for any of those teams in the Eastern Conference to stop them. They they got as close as they could going up against Boston, and that was without Middleton. So if they get Middleton back, I think they're an impressive team to try to deal with, um, especially while Giannis knows what champagne tastes like in the middle of June. Um, Western Conference, I know I may make people mad right now. I may ruffle some feathers. If the Clippers don't get to the NBA Finals this year, blow it up. Blow it up. Mm. They got a whole bunch of pieces there. They got a point guard. They got a backup point guard. They get Kawhi back. They get PG in there. They they got a whole bunch of pieces there to get it done right now. Um, they got defense. They can score. They got offense. They got everybody on that offensive side of the ball that ain't scared to take over. Like John Wall, Reggie mm. Jackson, PG, Kawhi. Like they have a team that can do it. And and the culture's changed once Bomber came there. I know everybody's, like, hung up on what Jason Kidd and, and Luka can do. I know that a lot of people want to see if the Warriors can repeat. I know a lot of people are going to see LeBron break the record to see if the Lakers can get to the finals. The Clippers need to get to an NBA final while they sat up there and threw Paul George $200-plus million and have this team primed to make things happen, not now, but right now. Not right now, right now. <laughs> if you went down south, you would know exactly what I'm talking about. It's the Clippers right now. If they they just have to remain healthy, that's it. That that's all I have. It, it's Tyron Lue and the crew. So is that your finals pick, or are those your serious contenders? That's a serious contender. What else you want me to do? You want me to say one more? Okay. More? No, I, I. Yeah, I mean, I like for me, I think Milwaukee. I think Boston. I don't I believe Boston. In the Nets. I don't believe, don't believe I don't Boston believe in the Nets at all. At all at all. I don't believe in Brooklyn at all. No, no, no. No, no. So why don't you believe in Boston? Cause the way Boston ended the season last year, they, they they're gonna be relying mm-hmm. on Al Horford who's gonna be what, thirty eight this year, and he's one of the defensive juggernauts from last season and he was ruled out two years ago because he was old. I don't I don't know if he has it in him again to go at it with Giannis and them like with revenge on their lip. Like I don't I don't think so. Um it it was impressive last season. I want to see if Boston can get back there. Boston gets back to the at least the Eastern Conference Finals, I tip my hat. But I don't I think they'll get they'll get knocked off before then. I, I and plus Miami too, like Miami's around too, so there's a lot of people that are gonna want a shot at the Celtics from last season. Interesting, interesting. I think Boston are, is sincere. I think Adam Brogdon, I think Joe Mazzola is a pr- um, pretty solid coach. Um, I, I, just, I like their defense. I think that was the key for them last year, um, Brown and Tatum playing together. So I do, I do like them. I, I disagree. But, you know, I listen, I think the Bucks are a really serious title contender in, in the East. In, in the West, I mean, the Clippers – I agree with you. I think adding Wall, I think the talent they have, they have to make a deep run. There's no excuses. Um, I like Golden State. They just they they have a different dimension with Wiseman healthy now. Um, you know they got guys that can bang, but they got they can still shoot, space the floor. That's a they they you know they've just reloaded in their dynasty. They're a dangerous team, and, and I, I like them. I I don't know about the Suns though. I just Something tells me, you know, this is going to be a hard year for those guys. I do like the Nuggets, though. I think they have – they're another team with no excuses with Murray back, uh, Jokic and, and company, and, and Porter. So, um, I 
I, I, I like those guys. Mike, who do you like? Who are your serious contenders in both conferences? Uh, so, <clears throat> I definitely think, as you said, Milwaukee, I think Boston is definitely a finals contender. I continue to make the finals. And then when I also look at the East, I look at Philly, I look at Miami, and I get Brooklyn an outside shot. But to me, it's really those five um, in the Eastern Conference. And then just out of curiosity, I am curious to see uh, what Toronto and Cleveland can do um, as far as to, to, you know, see if they can at least disrupt. I think, they, you know, you could see one of those teams maybe knock off one of those five, possibly or derail one of the, that, that run. I don't think either one of those teams are – you know, have enough to be legitimate finals contenders. So I think those four really would be outside shot for Brooklyn. And then when I look at the West, obviously Golden State, I agree that the Clippers, uh, you know, with Kawhi back and Paul George. Um, and then, you know, a lot of people are actually raving about what they've seen so far early on from uh, from John Wall. So uh, let's see what, you know, what he can contribute off the bench for that team. But uh, I think the Clippers are a legit contender. I still think there's a lot of talent on that Phoenix roster, so you have to uh, basically look at Phoenix, uh, Denver. And then I think, uh, you know, based on them, you know, to your point from earlier, based on them making the Western Conference Finals last year, based on Luka being able to take another step with that franchise, now if uh, Christian Wood gives them any kind of rim protection or gives them an inside presence that they didn't have uh, last year, then that's probably – uh, your fringe contender, like sort of my my sort of fifth one, I guess. And then to me, the 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 dark horses in that conference. You look six, seven, eight. I mean, I I think that Minnesota, New Orleans, and uh, and Memphis are going to have something to say about um, those postseason teams. So there's your eight right there. Before we've even mentioned other teams. So, uh, but I, I think those are your your main uh, four on each side with. You know the the fifth being Brooklyn in the East, and then in the West, kind of Dallas being that fifth team that I look at as far as having the outside shot to be a finals contender or make the finals. Uh, uh, okay, all right, a lot of contenders for Mike. I, I got a little less, but um, I I think all those teams in the West can make a run if you if they did, I wouldn't be surprised. And that's how deep the West is to, to Mike's point. I, you know, it's a, it's a really deep conference. That's why it's hard to really take the Lakers seriously because there's so many good teams out in the West. Only injuries and, and bad luck will, will hurt, hurt those teams from making a finals run. You know what I'm saying? So, um, But, Mike, I'm going to come back to you, and then I want to clean this up. Will Jokic win his third straight MVP? I mean, we haven't seen three straight MVPs since uh, – the great white hope, they like to call him, Larry Bird. Can Jokic get another MVP this year? I'm going to say no, just because I don't think it's extremely probable for him to one those two. Now, he's getting Murray back, and this team could be could be very good. And, and, and like, I could see a scenario in which it happens. I just think you still have some very, some other really, really good uh, players in this league. You know, TP already mentioned Giannis sort of being on a, a revenge thing. Uh, you know, a slim down Harding could put himself in that conversation. What do we get from Embiid or Tatum? Like, I, I think you're going to see some other players that, that can really push. I think Jokic is going to play at a very, very high level this year. But I'm going to say just do the odds. I don't know that he's going to be able to pull out a third straight MVP. Double-clicking, Mike, who do you think will get the MVP? 
Yeah, that, <laughs> I, I, I would like to say it's going to be uh, – I'd like to say it's going to be somebody different, but I look around and I see, like, uh, you know, if you ask me who the top three contenders were, I would look at Jokic and I would look at Embiid and I would probably say uh, – and I would look at uh, Giannis. And I think Giannis is going to be mm-hmm. extra motivated this year. And so uh, mm-hmm. preseason, I'm going to go with Anthony Campos. I'd say possibly him. Okay. Okay. That's a good pick. That's a good pick. TP, same question. Will Will Jokic get his third straight MVP? And if not, who do you think will? The only way Jokic gets the MVP for the third straight season is if Denver is the best team in the Western Conference. If they're number one in the West, he'll get it. Uh, if not, then I don't. I don't think so. Uh, it's been too repetitive for them just to give him the gratitude that he's having a decent season and they fall short. He has to do something different. Of course, we know he's talented with the ball. He can pass. He can shoot. He can go in the post and score. Of course, he's seven feet. He can rebound. But they have to do something else for him to get it done. It's, it's kind of like how Russell Westbrook won the MVP because he got the triple-double season. Then after that, nobody was impressed anymore. So now it's like the tricks are over, Jokic. Uh, I get it that you, you've been – you know, doing your your gestures in front of the, you know, the royal the royalty. You know, you know how they do. You know, enough is enough. Now he got to go out there and do something different. He got his pieces with him. If they're not number one in the West, then he won't get the MVP. I feel like somebody else will get there, uh, especially if if Giannis and the Bucks do have an impressive season while everybody is healthy. I, I think uh, Giannis is threatening that, and also if Embiid gets his head out of his, you know what. He could probably be up there too, but um, I think that that's a wide open race, and uh, you know they're waiting to pack Luca with something. So Luca's in the win too. So just watch out for that. You know, I I can I agree with you both. I think there's Jokic fatigue. I think three straight years of Jokic getting the MVP is just not realistic. It's and I'm not, I don't want to say because it sounds like a hate because you know I am the villain, but. I feel like he's won the MVP, but he hasn't been the best player in the league. You know, it's it's not hate. I think it's I think it's you know there's other players that have been better, played better, been more exciting, and it's not Jokic. And I think his usage is going to go down. To your point, Mike, because Murray's coming back, so Murray's got to get his twenty plus right. So Jokic isn't going to be the center of attention on that team. So I think his numbers will go down just a little bit, just because. So. I, I agree with you. I think Giannis is a really good pick. It's a safe pick for the MVP. I'm going to go, quote, unquote, out on the limb. I think it's going to be Curry. I really think Curry's going to take the MVP. Um, and Obviously, I got one game in the bag that I saw him, you know, pretty pretty much dominate. But I think if the Golden State Warriors are, are anywhere as good as I think they will be, He's the best player in that team. I think he'll get the MVP, but it'll be it'll remain to be seen. So we'll see. Um, I can't wait. The NBA season started. My Knicks off to a great start, doing what they normally do, losing. Um, so, <laughs> but um, listen, it's going to be a fun year. It's going to be a long year uh, in New York. Pray for me, guys. Pray for me. I know TP is not going to pray. You never care what my next thing, but um, it's, it's going to be terrible. Call in number, as always, 929-477-2759. With you for the next 12 minutes, talking a little bit of football right now. Let's get into some NFL. Um, really quickly, Dan Snyder got his bluff called by the Colts owner, Jim Ursay, said there's merit 
to get rid of uh, Dan Snyder with all the accusations going back and forth that he, you know, obviously the investigation shows he's running a crappy organization. But then again, you know, he said he has evidence against the owners, you know, doubling down on that. TP, does Snyder keep his team or is he finally gone? Oh, he's going to keep it until, like, something intriguing comes out and they, like, uh, you have to sell him. But uh, right now, um, I really feel like he has enough on the NFL. That That's why they're keeping their distance. Um, he threatened them far too much. He's up against a bunch of billionaires, and I know that they're like, well, what does he have? We don't want him to spill it, but let's get rid of him before he does. And he's like, I'm not going anywhere. I'm sitting in the middle of D.C. It's a major city. I got a market that people may want. I'm not going anywhere. Plus, I'm young. I don't have to listen to any of you guys. He could be spoiled all he wants and stay there to just piss people off. So um, <laughs> it's unfortunate. Um, the person that I love the most, well, one of the people I love the most in my life with all my heart was my father was a, at that time a Skins fan, and now he's a Commander fan. I mean, he's going, I know he probably didn't feel some type of way. But um, that's why I watch him every week, regardless if I don't like the Commanders or not. I, I watch him because he mm-hmm. was in my life. And it's like, even when Snyder was there while he was alive, it was just awkward to just watch him run that show. And it wasn't the same Washington team that it was when, my, you know, the posse was around. So um, knowing that Snyder may have that dirt, may, he may be able to throw the good old boys underneath the bus, and I think that's what is probably going to happen. I can't wait to see the fireworks. I can't wait because that is the organization that they picked on with uh, Gruden, and the cheerleaders, mm-hmm. and he was involved with all of that madness. I can't wait till he comes up with more evidence, probably on Goodell, probably on some other owners that's in some type of cahoots with him, probably Ursay that probably had a meal with him and spilled some beans too. Like a lot of people will fall, and I can't wait to see it. I'm getting my popcorn ready. Orville Redenbacher. <laughs> I want him gone. He is such a disgrace. I can't with that guy. He's not. A, he's not in the click. Right, they basically Ursay fired the shot and let them let them know the owners ain't standing with you, man. You're not in our good old boys group. Um, Mike, what do you think? Snyder keeps his team or what? It's funny that Jim Ursay was one of the ones that was the guy that fired the shot across the bow when Ursay, yeah. you know, kind of had some, uh, kind of had a little bit of a speckled past uh, as well as far as some of the things that have come mm-hmm. out, you know, about him over the years. So um, it almost comes as a half-cocked sort of shot in that uh, because it's not one of your most reputable uh, owners, say, doing that. I, listen, I think it's going to mm-hmm. get dicey for Snyder. Uh, I think that you could see him go out, but to TP's point, I think if he does, he's not going to go out without a fight. And it, if he doesn't keep his team, um, unless the NFL can do some strong-arm shit, which, uh, stuff which they've been able to do before, uh, and and, and some, somehow find a way to magically put some sort of gag order on Snyder and everything that he's got out there, if he does go out, uh, he's going to go out in a blaze of glory, so to speak, and it's going to be a hell of a fireworks show. And you want to make sure that, as TP said, has your popcorn ready for it. It's funny, Ursay did it, but yeah, I, I'm glad he did it because he's probably one of the owners that he, Snyder's got dirt on. He's like, I don't care. Tell it. Tell my business. I'm going to tell your business. So, listen, 
I just hope he's gone. They can't get rid of him. They won't get the city. The DMV will not give him the money to get a new stadium, and that's what owners want: money. They'll they'll find a way to get rid of him. Please believe it. Um, he, it it's only a matter of time. But TP, I want to come back to you. Um, who what the two teams by the bay? Tampa Bay, Green Bay. Which team is in more trouble? Tampa Bay with Tom Brady chewing out his old line, or 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 Aaron Rodgers who can't figure out how to simplify the offense with that coach who doesn't know how to simplify an offense. What are we talking about? Um, I'm going to obviously say it's Tampa Bay because Tampa Bay they never really can get that running game outside of Leonard Fournette. Leonard Fournette is a power back mm-hmm. that has good speed. If he's in open field, uh, they know what's going to happen when he gets the ball. Um, the one thing about Tampa Bay right now is they can't really figure out everybody at the same time. They're in and out of that lineup. Green Bay, they're in the NFC North somehow, some way. I feel like they'll weasel their way at the top of the list and try to win the division or be somewhere in the, the hunt for the wild card. Something, I, I really don't feel like Green Bay's in panic mode at this point in time. It just Rodgers knows mm-hmm. enough of what to do to see their team every year. I, I've seen them every year, twice a season. Rodgers is always up to something mysterious, and it happens. Uh, Tom Brady is actually looking like this could be the end of his run for real, like he's done to retire, and this is the reason why, because this is his final down season. Like he's having a season that does not look good. Um, unless it just turns around, I feel like Brady can have it happen. That's why I don't want to totally downplay it. But right now, the way that they're playing, I have them on my fantasy team. There's no way I want to drop them. And guess what, Barry? I want to drop Tom Brady off of my team. He's not He's not doing me any justice. My other quarterback was Dak. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to get rid of Dak because somebody to pick Dak up too. So it's like I was just caught in mayhem with both of my quarterbacks, one being out for four or five weeks, the other one not playing good at all with four or five people off the roster. So I think Tampa's in more danger than Green Bay. I think Green Bay could still make it, even though I feel like Tampa can still win the NFC South, though. But uh, if I had to pick one or the other, I'm, I'm going to say, you know, Tampa's in, in a, a more critical situation than Green Bay is. Yeah, I mean, I can't wait to drop Tom, Tom Brady from my other fantasy team. He's doing nothing. But I, there's nobody out there that I can trust to, to take in. I think I got golf. Is my backup quarterback. He was on a bye. If he was even on a bye, I would have started him over Tom Brady. That's how bad he's been playing right now. Um, Mike, same question. Who's in more trouble, Tampa or Green Bay? Uh, home run by Yuli Gurriel, by the way. Uh, 2 1 Houston right now. Thanks. Uh, in this Thanks. Uh, game one. So, uh, I, I actually, I'm going to go the other way, uh, at least as far as who's in more danger of missing the postseason or whatever. And I'm going to say that Green Bay is in more trouble. Uh, simply because uh, Minnesota has gotten off to a fast start at 5-1. and one. I think there's still some cheeks in the armor for this team. But, uh, you know, several of us did uh, pick Minnesota to win that division. I still think they will. Uh, there have been some other teams like the uh, three of the four in the uh, NFC East that have gotten off to a fast start. So it may make the, you know, if you don't win that North, it could make it more difficult to get that wild card. Um, and I don't see I don't see any help at the at the wide receiver position. I'm very uh, unimpressed with the with the wideouts from Green Bay. I do like that running game with the two backs and Dylan and uh, and Jones. I look at Tampa and I feel like that seeing Brady and that team struggle early in the year 
and find a way to right the ship and really get it together. That South um, is a division where no team is really running, trying to run away and hide. Uh, everybody's still really close. Saints are two and four with a couple uh, what could be winnable games over the next couple of weeks to try to break back to 500. Atlanta's right there. The only team that's really terrible in that division is Carolina. But um, I could see a situation where uh, 10 and 7 or 9 and 8 could win you that uh, that division in the NFC South. So uh, I think the team that, uh, especially after losing to both of the New York teams, I think the team that sh- uh, should be a little bit more panicked now is is Green Bay. You know, both these teams have veteran quarterbacks and have been able to right the ship um, in the second half of the season, and they're definitely going to have to. But uh, both, both teams definitely have reason to be a cause for concern, if you will, right now. I don't like what I see from Tom Brady. I don't like him yelling at the linemen. I mean, I I know the Buck Center came out and said, you know, he loved that Brady chewed him out. But, like, if I said it. Like, if this dude was my quarterback and yelling at me, like TP and I were playing line together, oh, they would have had to separate me from that dude. I don't care. Your seven rings, you don't play with your seven rings on your finger. Like, that don't mean nothing to me. I was at team meetings. You was out at a wedding chilling. I mean, I, I couldn't – I can't take that, but – um, yeah, I think Tampa's in more trouble. I think the Green Bay can figure it out. I, I don't know about the Bucks. I think this – he should have – it's like Clobber Lang, TP. He should have never came back. Tom Brady should have never came back. He should have stayed retired. And, um, you know, it's just – it's mind-boggling to me. You know, he he's not – I don't really want to say he's messing up his legs, but he's going out on a sour note coming back and then having it unfold like this. He could have stayed retired. You got thirty three hundred and seventy five million waiting for you. You know what I'm saying? Like, what are we doing here? So, um, real quick, TP, which New York team has a better shot to make the playoffs? The Giants and Jets, baby. Come on, TP, five and one, TP. Come on, baby. Buffalo. (laughs) New York Jets or New York Giants? TP timeless. Okay, excuse me. There's only one team in New York. You tell me. Caller, next caller. Mike, what's this? <laughs> come on, TP, don't do that. Why you always No, do no, that? no, Why because they play in New Jersey. Talk? They play in New Jersey. Buffalo is the team in New York. Sorry. Shoot. You want to be funny? You tell me and set that know, little question up so I can give it to you? No, you ain't going to smile your way to happiness. No, you're going to hear Buffalo come out of me. I'm sorry. I don't know why Clark Schmidt is in this game. I, I just I don't get it. I don't get it. He's scratching his head for the city because Chaz McCormick is just hitting the opposite field home run as well. It is now three to one. Exactly. In game one of the American Championship Just just updating the people. Thanks, uh, thanks for that, Mike. Thanks thanks for letting people know that, Mike, including me. Thank you. Um, I just I can't with Clark Smith. I don't know why he's in the game. Tyon didn't need to get taken out. You just analytics, right? Analytics. Interesting that Tyon, though, who was a strikeout pitcher when he came over, had uh, no strikeouts tonight in four and two thirds. Uh, but with sixty-seven pitches, but he was getting out. He may be able to come, be able to come back in a game five. Uh, you know, if you need him uh, later in the series. So, uh, yeah, I don't understand why you pulled him up. I don't get it. It's a joke. It's so stupid. And you bring and you pull, you take him out to bring in Schmidt. Who? who pause. Thanks, TP, for not picking the I know you, I know you, when they put him in the game, but I didn't want to interrupt anybody. 
when when they first made the uh, pitching change, I was about to say, hey, Barry, that's your guy, right? But no, because if you would have done that, I would have ended the show immediately. Um, I, I don't take that slander lightly. Just like TP won't give my Giants credit. Five and one, TP. Five and one. Um, listen, I'm 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 done. I'm tired. I I'm, I want to watch the Yankees. I don't want to hear TP not give my team props. Uh, this this is Black Moon. Who got the props? The Giants got the props. You know, David Jones is Saquon butt shot. Um, listen, um, TP, come on. You know you want to pick the Giants. Come on, man. Who is David Jones? Who is David Jones? I want to know who he is. Daniel Jones. You know I know. Um, come on. Come on. Give us the props. Come on. You don't even know your team, and you're uh-huh. asking for props. Get out of here. Mike, give us a closeout so we can get out. He just, just wants to give, just wants to avoid the question. He just wants to avoid the question. He knows. He knows. It's a New York State of Barbershop. Come on, baby. Barbershop on. Barbershop on Clubhouse continuing to grow. Rooms almost every day. Uh, also watch along during uh, Thursday night football, college football on Saturdays, NFL on Sundays, and the Monday night football games. So come by, stick and stay, be part of us for a bit. Even if you don't come, stay long enough for the watch alongs and uh, just pop in throughout the, the week when you see a room open. We uh, update things going on in the sporting world. And as I say multiple times, man, uh, way more entertaining than anything you're going to find on Sports Talk Radio. Much respect to the timeless one, TP. Uh, without him, I wouldn't be here. Respect to you, Barry. Uh, shout out to the other chefs. Serious and controversy. We did the NFL free for all uh, last night, Barry. Uh, controversy and I said sitting in for uh, Serious Simmons, just trying to hold the fort down. So we have that show on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. Eastern time, and then we also have the uh, the sun- Sunday time, the Sunday morning brunch. Uh, Timeless and myself, with some other people dropping in the kitchen. Uh, Always uh, talk about the weekend in sports, recap college, hit uh, highlights and what's going on in baseball, and then we'll go through and uh, pick the uh, NFL slate of games and get you ready for everything happening in the National Football League on Sunday. So uh, check us out. You can also check us out on any of your smart speakers, Blog Talk Radio. Um, like and subscribe to the podcast and uh, and follow us, man, because without the followers, it wouldn't be much of a point of us uh, being here and chopping it up for you guys. SportsCityChefs.com. Check out the websites, blogs, finger foods, and all the different things that we have there. And don't forget PHI Apparel. These Philly teams are hot. So PHIapparel.co. Chefs at checkout for 15% off. And, man, once again, it's always a pleasure to pop in, be in the kitchen with you guys, and chop it up with the chefs, man. Uh, much love and respect. And stay in Louisiana, man. Les, 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 bon, comme vous voulez. TP, come on. New York, come on. You know. You know what it is. Come on. Come on. Come on. Come on. Listen, I, I'm, I'm Come a, I, okay, on. I know I know I got family. Yo, I got family out of Rochester, New York. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's 45 minutes east of a city that has an NFL football team. It's the only team that plays football in the state of New York, and that's <laughs> Buffalo. They call it the Great American City. If you go out there, they, that's, the, that's the title of Buffalo, New York, the Great American City. There's no football team in New York that plays in East Rutherford, New Jersey. I, I, I don't understand how that's a New York team. He wants me to give a New York team credit, and they play in New Jersey. I'm sorry. I, I don't know what you want me to do. You got to go across the doggone George Washington Bridge to watch them play doggone football. You smell the bad, foul air of the Meadowlands when you go watch them play freaking football. I don't, I'm not. Get, get out of here. Anyway, you already know how this go down for a city. If I had to pick between them two teams, you know what? If he's doing it, I'm going with gangrene. 
Now, on that note, y'all can tell a friend to tell a friend that it's those chefs again, and if he don't know, now he knows. I'm not closing the show on that. I'm not letting that slide. TP knows it's the Giants. Giants, the big blue, five and one. We coming for our respect. We want our respect. Only one talking about each brother for the TP. We want our respect. I love doing the show with you, TP. I love you, brother. Thank you, Mike. TP, I'll let you finish it strong again if you want to do this. Tell a friend and tell a friend. If not, I'm going to hit the close button, baby. They beat the Titans, y'all. They beat they beat the, the Panthers, y'all. Like, like, come he want me to go crazy over them? Like, whoopsie damn do. Beat somebody with some significance. The Ravens, they still, they still can't get out of their own way. They listen, they're, they're practical birds. They shot themselves in the leg. On that note, tell a friend to tell a friend that it's the chefs wow. again. And if they don't know, now they know. City chefs is in the room, cooking up hot topics to put up on your spoon. They well in tune, blown like a flower in June. Superman verse, MF Doom, the clouds loom. So tell a friend, it's the Sports City chefs again. Pay attention, tune in, we on the set again. Uh-huh.